and this is the Demented Files. This is Julie. And this is Raquel. Hi, guys. Thank hey. you for tuning in today. Today is our 15th, 15th episode. episode. Holy shit. Dude, we're going to blink. It's going to be like the 20th episode. I know. That's a lot of topics. I can't believe we did 15 episodes already. This is fucking nuts. I know. I know. I we're like remember, official? I think so. I, I remember when we were like starting out, we were like, uh, we got to record our first episode. Right. You remember I remember f- when we were talking about it. Yeah. Where yeah. was that? That was at the wedding? Or was that? Uh, no, that was at the bar. When we went to the bar for your birthday. For my birthday. Yeah. We were like, maybe this would be cool. Oh, yeah. You were like, would you be down to do a yeah. podcast? And yeah. I'm like, I don't really know what I'm doing, <laughs> but I mean, I guess yeah you were like okay <laughs> as long as you take the lead okay it's fine i was like i got the stuff we can do this let's we were do shit face yeah we were shit and here we are i was telling you know your boyfriend i'm like I, this is the first episode i'm gonna do this is the topic i'm gonna do look at this picture i wasn't I was even like, listening <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i vaguely remember talking about my mustache and my boyfriend was like you don't tell people that and i'm like everyone has a oh, mustache yeah we were saying a lot of inappropriate yeah. stuff when we get drunk we say inappropriate shit yeah. all the time and yeah then, and then our boyfriends look at us like wow they have conversations with us after i'm sure they're like wow can you believe this shit yeah crazy so how you doing today i'm doing good how about yeah. you yeah. good you know I'm excited I know, I know. I got to edit today too. So we're going to be focusing on recording and then I'm going to be focusing on editing for the rest of the day. And I got to get some clothes today too. Clothes? Like, um, just a couple shirts, like dress dress shirts. Oh, you're going to go yeah. shopping? Okay. Yeah. Well, probably go to Goodwill because I don't buy my stuff. Yeah, like, that's still shopping. Yeah, because Good- it's too expensive. No, seriously. And like some of the Goodwills have really nice stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We got to go to one of the good ones yeah, one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Let me know when you want to go. We also need to go back to the Christmas tree shop. Oh, yeah. Let's but do I'm that broke too. right now, so we got to wait. That's okay. Like when like, I have some money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me too. I don't have any cash right now. I'm going to my savings yesterday for my We're, drinks. We need some sponsors. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Or some cereal. I love cereal. I could definitely sponsor cereal. Like, I would yeah. definitely love cereal to What's sponsor What's your favorite us. cereal? You're gonna you're gonna hate me. It better not be fucking grapes and berries. Oh no, I love fruity pebbles. Oh, <laughs> I do see. I know you were gonna be like, oh. what the fuck? Okay. What's your favorite cereal? A cinnamon toast crunch. That's okay. Cool. I yeah. love cinnamon yeah. toast. Crunch. You know they make some kind of drink like a cinnamon toast. Crunch I can't quick see. I'm drink. weird. I can't. It's ba- you know what it probably tastes like. It probably tastes, tastes like, like the uh, milk. Like the milk. Yeah, yeah, that's weird to me. I don't like yeah. milk. I don't like milk either. I don't drink milk. But I, uh, the only way that I drink my milk is with my cereal. Oh, so you drink the milk in the Just for Fruity after? Pebbles. Just for Fruity Pebbles. But other than that, I throw it out. I dump the milk yeah, every me single too. time. <laughs> I dump it out too. That's the only one. And I recently just started doing that. Milk is so gross. Yeah, like, why like are it. we drinking an animal's breast milk? And it, cereal tastes pretty good in like almond milk. I love almond bad. milk. I love almond milk. My kid's so good. N- my son, he's like, I don't want almond milk. And I'm like, you, you like know it. what, kid? You Get know him what? the vanilla one. It's so no. good. Why not? No, he he told his grandmother he doesn't want it. And now she insists that I buy him milk every week. I'm like, you know oh. what? Maybe I don't want my kids drinking the heat of a cow. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, it's, it's gross. I don't know. Milk is it's weird. Mm. You know what I heard? You know what? I'm not going to ruin it for people because yeah, it's fucking gross. No, I so know. Not, I heard it too. The pus. No. Oh. Chocolate milk. There's something with chocolate milk. 
Oh, I so don't just drink chocolate milk. Guys, go out and get the powder, the chocolate powder, and then just mix it whatever milk you drink instead of getting chocolate milk. Ew. That's all I gotta say. Ew. I haven't drank chocolate milk since I heard this fact, and it was so gross. Ew. So wait, could, can we do a trigger warning? Trigger warning. <laughs> and can you tell me? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> trigger, all right. Sorry, guys. Raquel wants to know. Trigger warning. Skip like ten seconds. Chocolate milk has blood in it. So from what? From the cows. That's fucking gross. Yeah. That's, that's disgusting. Why they, that's why they turn it into chocolate milk because it's the milk that is red or bloody. I don't see. And I've when I was little, I used to drink chocolate milk. Me too. I love chocolate milk. But I like my chocolate milk light. I oh. don't like chocolatey ass oh, milk. Oh hell yeah, I love chocolate. Oh, you like it chocolate chocolate? Yeah. See, I like light with a hint. No, because then I think I think <laughs> of the milk and I'm it's like, like it's like chocolate. Gross. I like, don't know. Like chocolate. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. back to what our episode, because we got distracted with <laughs> Again. milk. How the fuck Welcome did we... Welcome to the Demented Files where ADHD leads. That's it does lead. Yeah. It shines leads. bright. You know, if you're with us right now to the 15th episode, thank you so much. That means you understand the way our brain works. Brain works. Yeah, and that means sure. we like you. Yeah, exactly. And we probably get along. Hell yeah. There's no way that people that are like uptight and want things a certain way are going to be listening to Fucking us this long. Fucking neurotic bitches. <laughs> you're, the, you're the coolest people. That's Unless they're saying. analyzing us like, look at these psychopaths. Yeah, I know, They right? just went left, right, up, down, and now they're back going left. <laughs> now they forgot why they're here. <laughs> <laughs> are we doing a podcast? Oh, wait, wait. Oh, Headphones. Yeah, yes. Oh. Micro. Why am I in your house? <laughs> <laughs> so today, so I told you I was going to do, I wanted to do people who mysteriously vanished. And I wanted to talk about a different, you know, a couple of cases. Yeah. But then, have you ever heard of the Springfield 3? I don't think so. So this will be perfect for you. Okay. All right. We'll see. I want to... So, just recently... So, it's three women that went missing from Springfield, Missouri. Okay? Okay. So, maybe no... Literally vanished without a trace. Whoa. Okay. I haven't heard of this. Okay. So, this is a really good story. Okay. Uh, So, it actually was just the 30-year mark on June 7th. So, that's why I chose to do this. It just hit 30 years and they still have not found these women. Oh, okay. Isn't that crazy? Oh, I don't like it. Yeah. So, the Springfield 3... Let's get into it. So June 7th, 1992, friends Suzanne, they called her Susie. So if you hear me say Susie, I'm talking about Suzanne. Okay. So Suzanne Streeter, she was 19, and her friend Stacy McCall, who was 18, and Susie's mother, Cheryl Levitt, was 47. So those three women went missing. Okay. Susie and Stacy were friends, and Cheryl Levitt was Susie's mother. Okay. They went missing from Cheryl's home in Springfield, Missouri, after attending graduation celebrations. So it was the end of the year. School was letting out. Everyone was excited. You know, graduation celebrations, get-togethers, all that was going on. So these three lovely ladies met up. Well, actually, Susie and Stacy met up, and they were, you know, going to party and stuff like that. So Susie and Stacy were last seen around 2 a.m. on June 7th. The two girls planned to spend the night at their friend Janelle Kirby's house, but then they decided the house was too crowded and they decided to go to Susie's house, which was obviously Cheryl's house because mm-hmm. Cheryl was Susie's mother. Okay. So they decided to go there. Apparently, she had a new waterbed, so they're like, it'll be cool to go over there anyways. It's assumed they arrived at the house because their clothing, jewelry, purses, and vehicles were all at that house. Okay. So the last time they were seen was outside. They had not been seen after they got to Cheryl's house, Cheryl Levitt's house, which was the mom. All right. So purses, everything gone. So moving forward, the mother of Susie, Cheryl, was last heard from at about 11.15 p.m. 
on June 6th. Okay, so while the girls were out and they were getting ready to figure out where they were spending the night, mm-hmm. I guess Susie, Susie's mother, Cheryl, I'm just going to start calling her Cheryl. So just know. Okay. okay. Cheryl was last heard from at approximately 11.15. She was on the phone with a friend and said she was going to paint a piece of furniture. So that's okay. the last time anyone heard from her. The girls were still out, still out of the house. She was getting ready to paint some furniture. The following morning around 9 a.m., a friend of theirs, a friend of all of theirs named Janelle and her boyfriend visited the house of Cheryl after Susie and Stacy failed to show up at her home. Apparently, they had plans to go to the water park together. So originally, they were supposed to go over that Janelle's house. But remember, they said it was too crowded. So they chose to go back to Cheryl's house. Okay. Okay. So Janelle, the friend, was like, hey, you know, let me go over there. They never showed up. Went over there because they had plans to go to the water park. They Mm. were not there. The house was empty. Hmm. Janelle found the front door unlocked and she entered the home. She found no sign of Susie, Stacy, or Cheryl, even though all three of their cars were parked outside. So a little bit weird. Yeah. Janelle also reported to the police that a glass lampshade on the porch was shattered. So I guess they had some kind of lamp that I, I've never heard of a lampshade on a porch, but there was some kind of lamp out there with a shade and it was shattered. Okay. Although the light bulb itself was intact, there was glass all over the floor. So that sounded a little weird to me too. Uh, yeah, right. So Janelle's boyfriend actually helped her sweep up the broken glass, which could have potentially been evidence. I mean, you think if you go to a friend's house and the door is open and all their stuff is there, they're missing. Nobody can. Why would you sweep up the glass? Like, why would that be the first thing you do is like, let me clean up this glass. That Mm -hmm. was sketchy to me. Okay. That was a little bit weird to me. Yeah. I, I don't know. Around noon the day after the graduation celebration, Stacy mother Stacy's mother went to Cheryl's house because she was not able to get a hold of her daughter. When she got to Cheryl's house, she noticed all three of the women's purses were sitting on the floor of the living room, and she saw her daughter's clothing neatly folded from the night before. Cheryl and Susie's cigarettes were also left inside the house. They said that Cheryl was a chain smoker, and she did not go anywhere without her cigarettes. Oh, all right. So that was a major red flag for them. Stacy's mother called police from the home's telephone to report the three women missing. So she's in Cheryl's house. She calls the cops. After placing the call while checking the phone's answering machine, she listened to a strange message. Apparently, the message was accidentally erased from the tape by Stacy's mother. So Stacy's mother called the police and reported the three women missing. After placing the call, she checked the phone's answering machine and heard that weird message and she deleted it. And that was literally... Probably the only evidence the police would have been able to use. What and did it say? That's the thing. She can't remember. She said it was lewd, but it wasn't anything. Like, she wasn't descriptive about it. I tried to find more information what? about what was on this message. There was very minimal information. It's freaking mysterious as hell. Right. When Janelle and Stacy's mom were in the house, there were phone calls coming to the house phone. And apparently, there were very sexual phone calls coming in, and Janelle would just hang up. And then the phone would ring again. And it was another strange and disturbing sexual call. So there was these sexual calls coming to the house. Stacy's mom described the phone calls as strange and disturbing. And they were very sexual in in content and rude. She played it off as like a senior graduation prank type thing. Like maybe they're just, you know, being kids, that kind of thing. Stacy's parents contacted police in reference to their daughter's disappearance from the Levitt's home more than 16 hours after the women were last seen, and other friends and family called that day and visited the home that following day. Police later estimated that the crime scene had been corrupted by 10 to 20 people who visited Cheryl's house. 
So because everyone was looking for the girls, they kept going to the house as if they were going to find something new. And they fucked the crime scene. Deleted messages, swept up glass. Oh, my God. Why would they? Right. 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 Jesus. Okay. And why? And that brings me back. Why is it the first thing that Janelle did not do when she got to that house is call the police? All of their cars are there. All of their belongings are there. You haven't heard from them. The cigarettes are there. The door is open. There's glass broken. Why wouldn't you call the police? And then you're letting everyone and their mother in here. And now, you know, it's tampering with the crime scene. Not intentionally, I right, hope. Right, I hope not, yeah. You know, we still don't know what happened to these girls. Could that have been, did they clean up the glass because, you know, they were in on some shit? I don't oh, know. Wow, I don't know. You know, and the way that it was presented in the media was like, they were never suspects. Okay. As soon as I heard about this story and when I started doing more reading to freshen up, I was like, that was really weird. That was weird. That is weird. Yeah. Very weird. So there's been some leads. The girls are still missing, but there have been some leads. Okay. On December 31st, 1992, a man called the America's Most Wanted hotline with information about the women's disappearances, but the call was connected when the switchboard operator attempted to link up with the Springfield investigators. Can I just say how far we've come? Because back in the day, if there was a tip called in, they're not putting you on hold. They're not taking you off the line. They are going to keep you engaged until they get whoever they need. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe they put this person on hold. That's crazy mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. So police said the caller had prime knowledge of the abductions and, uh, and publicly appealed for the man to contact them, but he never did. So they lost that lead. He could have looked oh. at that 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 weight yeah. as like divine intervention. Like this yeah. is something telling me not to not to do it. Not yeah. to do this. Yeah. That's how I would have looked at it. Right. You know, he probably had doubts about doing it to begin with, and then you oh, wanna have shit. me waiting? Yeah. It's that- like never mind, change my mind. <laughs> By the way. By the way. <laughs> I gotta go get lunch. Right. <laughs> wow. Uh so that lead did not add up. Susie and Cheryl were declared legally dead in 1997. However, their case files are still officially filed under missing. In 1997, Robert Craig Cox, who is currently, uh, well, who was imprisoned in Texas as a convicted kidnapper and robber, and also was a suspect in a Florida murder, told journalists that he knew the three women had been murdered and buried and claimed their bodies would never be discovered. So he pretty much said they're dead, they've been buried, and you're not going to find them. What the fuck? When they investigated further into that claim with him, they found that in 1992, Robert had been living in Springfield, Missouri. And when interviewed, he then told investigators that he, so the police investigated him and they questioned him. And he told his, he told the investigators that he was with his girlfriend at the church the morning after the woman disappeared. Mm -hmm. And the girlfriend corroborated. She's like, yeah, he was with me. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that happens all the time where people are going to lie for of other course. people. Of so. course, yeah. And then she later recanted her statement and said that Cox had told her to say that. that you know, oh, oh, he, there you go. He told me to say this. Mm. Cox also stated that he was home with his parents at the night of the disappearance, and they confirmed that alibi as well. Of okay. course, you know, mom and dad, they're not going to say, oh, yeah, yeah, my son, like, you know what I mean? So they corroborated that as well. Okay. Authorities were uncertain if Cox was involved in the case or if he was allegedly seeking recognition for the murders by issuing false statements. Cox stated to authorities and journalists that he would disclose what happened to the three women after his mother died. What the hell? Which is kind of weird to me because you already have been convicted of murder in Florida. 
you've already done armed robbery. Like, your mom knows you ain't shit. So (laughs) why do you want to wait until she dies? To me, it sounded very convenient that this dangerous man was in the area of Uh them. Yeah. But then why play games about it? You know, if the reason you don't want to say anything is because of your mother, your mother already knows that you're the devil. So Yeah, she's just a scapegoat for him. That's all. Yeah, so it seemed a little bit weird. So that, I don't know. I, I Like, I, I can see him doing that. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, why play the game, you know? Right. Especially even now. Like, why has there been no further information? You know, we still don't know where these girls are. So it's, it's like, I'm it. sure mom is dead by now. Like, I didn't yeah. look into it, but this was in 1997. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a while. So, like, come on. Like, you know, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. So pretty much they weren't sure if it was him. In 2002, investigators went to a concrete company, also in Webster County, which was the area they were in, after two women told uh, police there were men in there who drove a green van. So they, I guess, witnessed some stuff and they saw a green van. A green van has always been a comment in this case that there was a green van. And apparently it looked like the one that the investigators wanted to look at. So they they reached out to this company. They did this investigation. Cadaver dogs were brought to hit on three spots. And bones were recovered, but after testing, it turned out to be too far old to belong to the women. So there was some kind of sketchy shit going on. There were bones Hmm. in these spots related to this green van, but they weren't from these women. What the? Okay, so was it a serial killer maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Whoa. They still don't know. So in April 2003, tips led investigators to a farmland south of Cassville. Using backhoes, they dug up holes and only managed to find two pieces of possible evidence, which was blood and a section of a green vehicle. Again, a green van. So this is like common kind of thing. After extensive testing results, unfortunately, everything was inconclusive relating to the van and the blood. So every tip that they're getting is a dead end, pretty much. Police dug deeper into the background of the woman and found something odd on a bookshelf in Susie's room. So it turned out there were a lot of things about devil worship and satanic things that she was looking into. Really? Then there was this idea that maybe this was some kind of satanic ritual or satanic coal or, you know, she got tied up in the wrong thing, like something of that nature. Hmm. Police discovered that Susie Streeter had been dating a bad boy who had recently been arrested for being part of a grave robbing gang. And they had broken into a mausoleum and they took gold teeth out of some skulls. Yikes. Friends say Susie was so disgusted by the grave robbery that she broke up with him. And the theory was that they always suspected Susie of being the one that had turned him in and got him charged with grave robbing. And this was according to the chief assistant prosecutor that this theory had been out there, that he and they believed that she was the one that ratted him out. Mm -hmm. Susie had even agreed to testify against her ex-boyfriend and his buddies at trial, which was coincidentally just a few months away. Friends now wonder if he took her out to shut her up. Oh. Right? So there's so many theories. There's this green van. There's, you know, the psycho... Mr. Cox, there's this satanic boyfriend, you know, that was into all this stuff that was going to trial for, (laughs) you know, grave robbing. So there's been like all these different theories. So investigators received a tip eventually that the women's bodies were buried in foundations of a parking garage at Cox Hospital. In 2007, a crime reporter, Kathy Barrett, invited Rick Norland, who is a mechanical engineer, to scan a corner of the parking garage with ground-penetrating radar, which is called GPR. Rick, the mechanical engineer, found three anomalies roughly the same size 
And mind you, these girls were all about the same size. 5'1", another was 5'2". Like, they were all in the early, the, the, the low five-foot range and okay. about the same weight. They were very petite women. The mechanical engineer found three roughly the same size anomalies that he said were consistent with a grave site location. Two of the anomalies were parallel and the other was perpendicular. He said it's consistent with a grave site. The Springfield Police Department said that the person who reported the tip, this original tip that led them to even do this, yeah. provided no evidence or logical reasoning behind this theory at that time or since then. She also said that the parking garage began construction in September 1993, over a year after the disappearances. And she said that digging up the area and subsequently reconstructing the structure would be extremely costly. And without any reasonable belief that the bodies could be there, it's a lot to do so so they have no intention of digging up that parking garage which to me sounds crazy like and a mechanical engineer told you that what he saw on this groundbreaking radar that he has is consistent with a gravesite somebody mm-hmm. reported somebody gave you guys a tip to look there uh-huh whether they were crazy or not, you know, because they said they were psychic, whatever. They said they were psychic and they reported it, but you still found something, right? And she doesn't want to she doesn't want to dig it up because it's going to cost too much. Oh my god. Isn't that bullshit? Yeah, you'd be surprised how much that happens. It's like it's an inconvenience. Right. It's a financial like how like, right? issue. Whatever. And that's crazy to me. So apparently, yeah, over five thousand tips have come in and there is still to this day, thirty years later, no sign of these girls at what? all. What? No sign. Over 5,000 tips, a lot of them were leading to that green van. Mr. Cox obviously gave very sparing information, and it's very possible it could have been him. And, you know, there's three bodies, it looks like, based on that radar, under this garage. And so, and these girls have not been found. So what happened to the, what was it, the friend, the mother? Janelle? Yeah, what happened to her? Nothing. And that's the thing. Like, to me, that was just weird that, like, you let all these people in the house. You cleaned up some evidence. Whether it was really just ignorance and you just are an airhead, I don't know. Uh Uh-huh. That would have been a red flag to me. Like, I don't don't know if she was ever, like, questioned or, you know, anything like that, Uh you know. But to me, that was really weird that you saw your friend's house, like, the door open. Probably know the mom's a chain smoker if you've been around enough. The glass on the porch. And you didn't call police. That's crazy. Like, to me, that's sketchy. That's very sketchy. But I'm trying to think of it like a, is it a, it's a small town? Like, you know, uh, like Springfield, small... Missouri. I'm not too sure how big it is. So it's a city. It's not super small. Okay. Uh, apparently the population in 2020 was 167,000 people. Oh, okay. So it's pretty yeah, it's, decent. Yeah. It's obviously smaller than where we live, but mm-hmm. considering the circumstances, you know, somebody, three women go missing. Like, it's a city. Mm-hmm. That's, you right. know, it's, it's not, it's not... And I feel like a small town, like maybe they wouldn't have the resources to dig up that, but they would want to know, you know, in, in small towns, it's usually pretty tight knit and things like that. So no, it's, it's not, it's not a small little town and it's, it's a city. So hmm. I'm very surprised that there's still no information. They were beautiful women. Yeah. They were very beautiful. The mom was a cosmetologist and her daughter wanted to follow in her hair steps and, you know, she did hair and things like that. And, you know, she was known in the community and... You said hair steps. Is that a real word? Did I say hair steps? <laughs> did you mean footsteps? What? <laughs> you said in her hair steps. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. That was like, 
is that a, maybe that's a cosmetology t- term i don't know <laughs> no i said she wanted to follow in her footsteps you said hair stuff i said hair stuff yeah i'm gonna have to play it back for you but okay yeah cosmetology women. so right. you know she was known to the community and things like that and nobody has seen her oh, nobody's heard from them they literally just vanished that's trippy. i thought you were gonna say that they, maybe they were abducted by aliens but nothing there, there's actually more evidence that there it was foul play yeah okay I mean, I really think they need to dig up that parking garage. Yeah. Because that's like what three anomalies consistent with a gravesite could possibly be under there. Whoa. Right? And like, why isn't the, you know, people are begging. Like I saw, I saw an interview with the mom. I was reading about it and things like that. And uh, the mom of uh, Stacy was like, I just want her back. She's like, there is no closure. And she's like, you know. The fact that she went missing so young, she would be 48 today. Like, she's still my 18-year-old, 19-year-old baby. Like, she's not, there's no way all this time has passed. Like, I can't even imagine. That's so sad, you know, that that she lost her daughter, like, right after graduating high school and has not seen her for 30 years. That's like, yeah, because it all happened in a blink of an eye. You're never thinking, like, your daughter's not going to come home. Right. You're not going to see her. And then what a slap in the face for the police to say we're not digging that up because it's just too costly and we don't have enough evidence. Right. What more fucking evidence do you need? Yeah. You yeah. know, than, than, than that radar. What could possibly be under there? I don't know. You know, I, I think they're there. You think so? I do. I think oh, they're yikes. there. Because what else Ooh. could it be, you know? I don't know. There's nothing else that could be there. I never heard of this case. I definitely want to look yeah. into it. Is there like videos and stuff on it too? Yeah, there's like, you know, some, this is, I mean, there's a lot of reading material. Okay. You know, there's some videos. Yeah. But there just isn't much. There's not. They literally mystery. vanished without it, without a trace. And how do you control three people, you know, like. It had to have been. Wow. Yeah, it was definitely a group effort. Yeah. Even though these women were petite, you can't. You they can't. Had guns or something. Something. Or something happened. Well, even, I mean, I, when I, you know, maybe they did. I don't know. I was wondering how that lamp got broken. Mm-hmm. I really was. Maybe one of them tried something. Yeah, but then it's like, you know, they didn't really say was the lamp on the ground. Like, they said the shade was broken. Like, was it a standing lamp? Like, they're just, I don't know. There just wasn't a lot of information on that. Like, it's really hard to replay what happened. Yeah. It's hard because there's just not a lot of information. And, and they, they ruined it. The you, evidence. The any evidence. Yeah. And, and you got to think, back in the 90s, there wasn't the advances that we have now. Yeah. Now, mind you, had they taken fingerprints, you know, and things like that, I don't know what they did, but... Now they would probably be able to find something if they didn't yeah. ruin that crime scene. Yeah, nobody gets away with anything now. No, they're wow. catching people who did crimes 40, 50 years ago. I know. And bringing them in at 80. Yep. You know, but they ruined that crime scene. Holy shit. And I hate when that happens. That happens a lot more than I wish it did. It really, and especially back in the day, it used to happen all the time. Because people didn't even know that this was coming. That yeah. these advances were, you know. Yeah, because it, it's like, oh, I want a souvenir and shit. Like, right. It's fucking dark. Yeah. <laughs> they used to happen a lot. Yeah. So, so wow. That is Yikes. the story of the Springfield 3. The Springfield 3. Okay. And I'm going to that. They're still gone. Wow. Yep. Terrible. Very sad. You well, never know. Yeah. Uh, guys, let us know what you guys think of this episode of this case. Very mysterious for yeah. sure. They just had a um, a vigil and things like that. Really? And uh, I'm curious to see if like, you know, obviously police departments are getting fresh blood and new people in and because it hit the 30 year mark. I'm wondering if they're going to take a look a little bit more seriously at this case. I'd like to know what happened. 
Yeah. And know? they are reviving old cases, like old cold cases. They, uh, you know, there's be the one or two people make a difference. Mm-hmm. They bring it back. They're mm-hmm. just trying to solve these cases. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I hate cold cases. I hate them because just there's no end to them. There's no, no closure. peace, no closure. Yeah, it's sad. Hate them, hate them, hate them. But yeah. they're so important. Yeah. They're important to talk about for sure. Mm-hmm. Bring some awareness. Yeah. All right. Well, follow us on Instagram. Yes. The Demented Files. Yeah, The Demented Files. Listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. I always forget what it's called. Yeah. (laughs) And we're still waiting on our stickers, too. Yeah, still waiting. But (laughs) they're coming. At this point, it's like been like two months or something. It's like, where'd you get these stickers from, Mars? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And just to clarify, we're, we're not selling them right we're oh just, no we're, we're not selling them we're it's just just more yeah but, for us but if you know if you want a sticker yeah let us know that'd let be cool know. right to do a, we a can mail you a sticker or something that'd yeah be cool. i don't care mail you a sticker yeah as long as you you have it somewhere that you know people can scan it that's the yeah, point yeah we're, we're gonna have to um figure out website wise we gotta like actually have a website yeah that's easier but linktree is really cool right now yeah i like linktree too yeah so yes guys until next week until next week take we will care. see you bye bye